Sam Howell is top 10 in the league. Fedarian Mathis hints at his return and how this ownership meeting might have impact on Washington. All that and more on your 17 October Daily Commanders Update. Let's go! Greetings and salutations. Welcome to your Daily Commanders Update for the 17th of October. I'm Nathan Perry here on Ref the District on the Believe Network. And wherever you are listening or watching this, make sure that you are subbed up so that way you get all of the great content here from Ref the District. Let's get into it. As there is an ownership meeting going on for the NFL, and this is Josh Harris's first one he is attending with President Jason Wright. But this one might actually have some serious implications for Washington in the future, at least if things continue going the way they are. As the NFL owners are meeting Tuesday, Wednesday in New York, and are going to decide on whether or not they're going to change the coaching hiring cycle. Right now, coaches can be hired after the wild card round. They're looking to push that back even further. I say it might impact Washington because I imagine, as most fans are kind of anticipating, there will be change at the top for Washington, which means that their coaching hiring process is going to start later than it has been in years past. Something to keep an eye on for Washington as long as things continue the way they have gone this season. That's probably going to be in the works there. But we're going to stay positive. We're going to stay positive and things are going to keep going. And one of those positive things going on for Washington right now is a young QB by the name of Sam Howell. Fact, best passer rating in week six. He finished in the top 10. In fact, he finished just behind Tua at number two. Sam Howe coming in at 119.7. So for all the grief that I had given the offense about, you know, their poor play uh, against Atlanta, they actually had Sam Howe performing at a good rate. I think the most impressive thing from that game with Sam Howe, one of the things I think even if you don't believe in the QB ratings as a stat was the fact that he did get those three touchdowns. He did score three times in the red zone. And that right there is important, especially because Washington is suffering a little bit from something from Sam Howell's side of the ball, which is his sack total right now. Sam Howell has 34 sacks on him. He's leading Washington for 15th in scoring, which is exactly what we said Washington needed to make the next step. That defense continues improving. 15th in scoring is going to be enough to win quite a few games. The problem is here, as J.P. Finley is reporting, NFL teams don't score on roughly 80% of their drives when a QB takes a sack. 34 sacks, that's a lot of sacks. Now, I did mention a couple of times Sam Howell has been sacked back-to-back plays quite a few times, three in the Bills game at least once, uh, the t- um, I believe last week it was. So those drives obviously ended in disaster for Washington, but if you look at the other 30 sacks, he potentially is holding back this offense even more. I think Sam Howell's going to get past it. and Whether or not you believe it's the offensive line, which – There are certain people who believe it's the offensive line or some people who look at it as Sam Howell's issue. The issue itself needs to get fixed because for this offense to take the next step, 
they really need to figure out how to keep him upright, whether or not it's that him getting rid of the ball sooner or him, you know, protecting him and Max protect. You just have to do something to keep those drives going. As like I said, only 20% of the sacks in that have a sack or drives that have a sack in it end up scoring. Washington can fix that and get going and doing a lot better. Speaking of a lot better, Chase Young is making this defense a lot better. John Kime noting here over the last two weeks, Chase Young has been has had the most pass rush wins, 16 in the NFL. By every metric you want to look at, Chase Young is becoming the dominant player we expected to. I know he's king of the almost sack. A lot of people want to get on him because they do expect the box score to be racked up with actual numbers, not almost numbers, not this pressures that we're starting to see become very, very popular within NFL circles. People want to see the sack total go up. I believe the sack total come up. And I'm going to double down and say Chase Young will reach double-digit sacks before the end of the year. He is that good, folks. Whether or not you're going to pay him or Montez Sweat, that's a question for later. And the next person, right? But right now, Chase Young is doing the things that you expect him to do and that is boding well for this Washington defense. Speaking of people who've stepped up in light of things going on, Cornelius Lucas, man, he had one heck of a game against the Falcons, 29 pass blocking snaps, zero sacks allowed, zero pressures allowed, and PFF here gave him an 89.2 pass blocking grade, good enough for second in week six. We cannot speak highly enough of what Cornelius Lucas did. This guy probably woke up on Sunday and was told, hey, you're going to be the starting left tackle today based off of what was happening with the Linos. Again, our thoughts go out to them over there. Cornelius Lucas, though, steps in and does an outstanding job now so much so that now people are calling for him to be in place of the right tackle Wiley and maybe move Wiley over to Charles who is having some struggles over there and has given up quite a few pressures. My take on this is not to disrupt the flow. Keep the five together, allow them to play. Cornelius Lucas is a fine player. I've long said that the drop off from Charles Leno to Cornelius Lucas is not that significant. Cornelius Lucas is a great swing tackle in the NFL. Leave him be on your bench as a swing tackle. Let Wiley and uh, Cosme continue working out on that right side to continue working on their coverage as it is. Let your left side, Leno and Charles, really work together and try to solidify that left hand of the left side of it. The offensive line needs to continue getting snaps together. And I don't think the change from Wiley to Cornelius Lucas is going to be significant enough for, you know, to, to really drop the numbers. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's something we got to see. Maybe that's something you will sit there and chat me up in the comment section about. If it is, let me know. I'm willing to hear it here. As Cornelius Lucas, excellent in Atlanta, grading very highly on PFF. And as we do here on Tuesdays, we like to bring up those PFF scores. 
just a reminder, these are not definitive scores. We're not basing our reputation on these. These are data points for us to look at and fairly consistent with what we see, right? Cosme is good. Leno, of course, on here just because he's the starting uh, tackle. That's why I shared uh, Cornelius Lucas's grade. Sam Howell still kind of middling in PFF. A lot of other statistics I've seen, seen him, you know, out fare a lot better. And those largely what he's being brought down right now with are these sacks. If he can take away these sacks, he could end up even as high as top 10 in the league. Outstanding for the, the young gun as he is. Uh, Brian Robinson having an outstanding game as well. Him trucking a little angry runs long overdue to get on the uh, NFL's angry run list there, but just trucking right through Terry McLaurin's blocked guy was uh, something to see there on that one. Dotson not having a great season. Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin have been fantastic. Dotson's been a bit of a letdown for this Washington offense, which is interesting as He's played half as many games as he has last year. Remember, he sat out five games last year. And in these six games, half, he's got actually almost exactly half the receptions. He had 35 receptions last year. He had seven, he has 17 so far this year. The biggest difference is he got significant yardage on his 35 catches. He has not gotten that. He's only gotten 140. We're six games in and he hasn't even broke 200 yards on the season. So he's definitely struggling, but the targets and the receptions are somewhat comparable to what he had last season. He's just not making more of them. It's something we're going to have to continue watching as he develops because it is a concern. He should be having a breakout season. And then he has these weird drops like he did in Atlanta. We watched him two games ago against Chicago catch the ball with just like his one hand and just a bunch of fingers, right? Just plopped it. Looked fantastic. Of course, it was, you know, past the sidelines. Where are those hands when it matters? I think he's going to turn it around, and so does Ron Rivera. As Ron Rivera said about Jahan Dotson's quiet start, this is a report from Ben Standig, I think it's just a matter of time. Back in the day when Gary Clark, Art Monk, and Ricky Sanders were out there for Coach Gibbs, you were probably wondering how he only got three balls and everybody else got six or seven. We're going to sidestep a little bit here. The fact that he's hearkening back to the days of yore. To real, real quick, okay? I don't care really that he likened the current trio to the previous tribute uh, that I don't see that as disrespectful. It's probably a little bit more peculiar in my mind that he's more so likening himself to Joe Gibbs. That's the, that's the disconnect there. But uh, Ron Rivera realizes that when he, he brought these gentlemen up that he, the parallel isn't probably accurate. And so he kind of, you know, came back to that and say, Hey, I'm not saying it. These are those receivers but we have good receivers here, and we know we do. We know Terry McLaurin is a is a top 15 guy minimum, right? Top 10 if you give him a great QB. Easy. Curtis Samuel was brought here for a reason. He's a threat. He's a weapon for this offense. Jahan Dotson, 
kind of that third guy right now based off of this offense. Will we see him take his rightful role as the number two wide receiver, which some of us were thinking he might even be wide receiver one. We'll see by the end of the season if he can jump back there. Let's take a look at these defensive PFF grades here. The one that surprised me the most was probably Cody Barton, still not faring so well because he actually had a good game last against the Falcons. I thought his his uh his game was actually where we want him to be. He's somebody who we're going to continue to see develop. This defense against Atlanta actually did a great job when you look at the fact that they saw so many plays and they held Atlanta to only so many yards per play. They won't be able to do that against every team. This was Atlanta with Desmond Ritter, who has issues and threw three interceptions. But this defense is starting to come together. This could be the midseason push that we normally see with Ron Rivera and his teams, where this defense starts to go lights out. Now, can we get everything together? That will be the big, big question there. And one of those things that I think is going to really help with that is the potential return of Fedarian Mathis. Fedarian Mathis tweeting out, can't hold greatness back too long with the prayer emoji there. Is Fedarian Mathis due to come back? I can tell you at the time of this recording, Washington has not reported that he is back. But F.A. Obata already came back, and now we might get Fedarian Mathis back. Bigger question now is where does he fit in as to make room for F.A. Obata? They released Anderson and then signed Anderson back to the practice squad. Do you keep five defensive tackles or one of these defensive edges, these defensive ends? Are they going to go? I imagine that's where the roster spot's going to come because I think that they like Ridgeway. They, of course, like F.A. Obata to keep him around and if Mathis can come back healthy I think we'll start to see him in there in place of those two and we'll see what they do with this defensive line as they try to shift things around and keep things moving and keep things going well no power rankings from stoner this week on this Tuesday one but stay tuned we will get those posted at some point this week and then you can laugh at him for his rankings that's all I've got for you here on your 17 October Daily Commanders update. Remember, if you're listening to this on the audio, make sure that you hit that auto download for us. That helps us out. Even if you don't listen to it right away, make sure that you at least get it. And then, of course, if you're here on YouTube, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. And until next time, be a fan. Be a fan.